Um, I'm supposed to see yeah, I speak this word about 2012, and I'm seeing the top of the notes. If you would, while I'm saying this, if you would turn your Bibles to Second Samuel chapter 11. Um, there's many years that we've had spoke words and different things, and these words always come to pass some way, shape, or form, and, and if you forget them, deadly. Um, I'd forgot at times drifted from the word that the Lord had given me for 2011, and the results were not pretty in certain ways. You know, so you hear that that statement in Hebrews 2.1 where it says, pay close attention to the things you heard lest you drift away from it. As I prayed, I heard the Lord about for 2012, I heard two things. First was danger. And the second was... Excuse me. The weight of this is so heavy. His honor. And... uh, Lord let me up one morning. I was praying about this about Second Samuel 11, and He told me about this passage, and He said, "Read it." And then, it, and it goes as it, it happened in the spring at the time when the kings go out to battle. That David sent Joab and his servants. Servants with him and all of Israel, and they destroyed the sons of Ammon and besieged Rabbah, but David stayed in Jerusalem. In verse 2, you know, that when evening came, he was getting out of bed. And uh, and there he sees Bathsheba. And, and his kingdom, his rule and his reign and his family at this point in time took a turn for the worse. And I'm not speaking on this past scripture. I'm just telling you this is where God started. And see, the danger was that David was in a place that he was not supposed to be. In fact, David... This was in the the middle of a war between Ammon and uh, uh, one of the motherites. I forgot who they are right now. And uh, and they were split. David fought the otherites and and won. And winter came, and they stopped. And they drew back to Jerusalem. And the war was still technically on. In this verse, it looks like everything happened like all at once, but it didn't. It drew out for a period of time. And uh, and David was supposed to go and fight and finish the second battle, and he did. And that's when stuff happened with Bathsheba. And, uh, and so the Lord spoke to me. There is a danger in 2012 of, of placement, of drift, of distraction. And also, he told me that this year, 2012, was a, a year of decision in this danger that if we did not respond appropriately, it, it could be disastrous individually. It can be disastrous for dwelling place. And the bigger, a, a, a bigger float is it could be disastrous for the United States of America. I believe this word is not just for this church. I believe it is for this country. And the word is honor. When I said, Lord, what? I mean, you know, what? Honor? It was right off the top, you know. I just kind of see it's like, 
what do you call it? Uh, benign? And then I started researching and searching it out. And to be honest with you, I'm just going, Lord, this is massive. This is death or life. And that's, that's why the note says, Danger 2012, response of honor is the key. Because honor is a forgotten thing in our society today. When you travel to the East, Middle East, I mean not Middle East, or even even the Far East, like China, or I've never been to China, but I've been to the Philippines. Uh, I have many relationships with the Koreans, with Koreans and Filipinos, and I've done weddings for both. And one thing that you'll find in those cultures, honor is big. And in our society today, honor is forgotten. And uh, and so, I'll be honest with you, even me, myself, I'm just going, well, what is it? What is honor? And so let's just start from square one and ask this question, what is honor? And as I was looking it up in a lexicon, it comes out three different facets of meaning, respect. And, not, and like we're going to always try to define, define terms with Scripture. And notice this passage and where Paul speaks, and Luke is writing of their travels with him, and says they, with Paul, they also honored us with many marks of respect when we were setting sail and they supplied us with all we need. Respect. When you think honor, you think respect. Second thing you think is reverence. Notice this passage out of Malachi. If you do not listen and if you do not take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, my covenant with him was one of life and peace. I gave them to him as an object of reverence. So he revered me and he stood in awe of my name. Reverence. Value. And this is one that kind of surprised me. Even though in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for honor means to be heavy. And, and you get, you know, Hebrew language is a picture language. And, and you know, they, that's how they would determine value on things back then. They operated with the scales. And so you'd put a particular weight on the other, on one side. And, and that's how you weighed how, how, how much valuable something was. If it was heavy, that it was valued. And that's where this picture comes. Interesting thing. The chief priest took the pieces of silver and said, is it lawful to put them into the temple treasury since it is the price? And the interesting thing, the Greek word for that is honor. Now that's not the normal word for price, but it is used a number of different places in relationship to this. Sin is the honor of blood. Now that, it's interesting. We know whose blood this is. Whose? That's why I believe it's honor and not just a mere price. Well, the question we can ask next is, then who is to be honored? Let's just go down the list. And I just put them in here, and I'd love to look at each one of these individually because each one of these individually is a, is a story in and of itself. You know, like it says in, in, in uh, 1 Samuel 2.30, those who honor me, I will honor them. Honoring God with respect, reverence, and value that He is. Fathers and mothers, honor your father and mother. Interesting thing, you know, we have Ephesians 6, 1, 
through 3, it starts off, children, obey your parents. Honor them. For it's the first commandment of promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long upon the earth. The interesting thing is the part about children obey your parents, that's not part of the, the law. That was not in the that was not part of the law. Obviously an over an outshoot of honor is to obey. But but it's not part of the law. It came in the first place you see about obedience is in Proverbs. And it gets quoted, it's just a dual quote there. And uh, rulers and government officials, where it talks about honor kings, give honor to honor is due. And I'll talk about this a little later because this is a year of this is a year of uh, election. And uh, and I'll talk about this a little later because the church, the response of the church of Jesus Christ, the Christians, has been, you know, I'm gonna say in certain circles. It's been very sickening. And I'll describe that later. But rulers and government officials demand, God demands and expects respect for. And y'all, those passages of Scripture in First Peter, where it's mentioned, 2.17, and also Romans chapter 13, I just ask you to remind you, these were not, we're not talking about godly, godly rulers. We're talking about Rome, Caesar's. And God's saying, honor. That's hard for it. Interesting here, and in, in, uh, in Ephesians chapter uh, 6, talks about honor for servants to honor masters. And I always equated that in the relevant terms for us today in work, bosses. Because I'll be honest with you, if you're working for somebody and they're paying your salary, you're in essence, <laughs> they're slaves. And a dishonoring of a boss is a sickening thing. It's contrary to God's heart. Whatever you do, work as it unto the Lord. You know, being as one who was an employer and at times being an employee. But honor there is is a is a God thing. The interesting to me also in that first Peter passage, it says, honor all men. All men. And if you'll notice in your notes there, I've got two passages of Scripture listed. One, the first Peter 2.17 passage, but also in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it talks about to the less seemingly members in the body, to those we give more abundant honor, to the, le- to the less beautiful, the less attractive parts of the body, to those we give more abundant honor. Because those who are the seemingly ones don't need honor. In other words, God expects honor to all. Value, respect, reverence. In fact, there's a proverb that talks about even an honor and reverence toward animals. In other words, what God is speaking is within the believer's heart, there's a reverence for life. You know, I've been in that place where you, where you watch uh, someone die. And go from this this place to eternity, from this age to eternity, and that's one thing. But also, I've been in that place where you watch an animal die. I'll never forget one time that Shay he caught his first fish, and uh, and so we we had it, and he caught it, and, and we had it. We were in the car, and we were traveling home, and and uh, 
and he had it on a newspaper in the seat on the the floorboard in front of him, and he's sitting there watching. And he's watching this fish out of water die. And he starts to cry. And I was wondering at that moment in time, would he ever fish again? (laughs) But he did. But, you know, there's a certain part about that, that the honoring of life, I don't care whether it's a a coon or or what, uh, pardon me, a, bu- a buddy. <laughs> Be good, Ernie. <laughs> That's his dog. <laughs> I love Buddy. I mean, it's your dog, Ernie. <laughs> but there's this, this, this valuing, reverence for life. I mean, a breath. And uh, and then uh, this was interesting. I mean, I put these together. To be honest with you, I ran out of space on the notes. But honoring of women, it talks about in that Proverbs 11 passage, you speak that about a gracious woman will be honored. And we know that's the Old Testament, it's in law. But the reality is, a woman is to be honored. And also in the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, it says, Husbands, grant your wives honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life. I am reverence. I hear guys go, oh, my old lady did this, and my heart breaks. Dishonor. Yeah. And I, you know, my heart breaks at the thought of all the times that I've dishonored Paula. You know, and not those kind of terms, but, you know, the things that really get her are the not communicate. That's a dishonor. I'm making all these plans in Tulio. emails the whole church, and the whole church knows about me going to Florida. And, and Paula finds out me going to, about me going to Florida on the internet with an email and the church church email. That's dishonor. What is that saying that Paula is her value to me is equal like everybody else in the church? Well, y'all, I love y'all, and you're important, but I'm sorry, you're not as important as Paula. But many times my actions have have dictated different different words, different act, different things. Widows. Oh, this is big. And I we'll talk about this a little later. I believe the Church of Jesus Christ has surrendered a uh, a opportunity to be blessed to the U.S. government to care for the. The widows in retirement. You know, but what does it say in that uh, in that uh, in that First Timothy five passage? Where it talks about five three. Honor the widows, indeed. And then ministers of the gospel, where it talks about in First Peter and First Timothy chapter five verse seventeen, it talks about a double honor, and that's an interesting statement. Because really, honor is given across the whole body, and so there was an interesting ter- reason. Interesting that it it uh, that it speaks about that term, uses that term. But I I will not speak much concerning that matter from this point forward, because a man or a woman cannot take honor for themselves, and so it would be inappropriate for me to talk about that, because I cannot take honor to myself. Talks about it in Proverbs. But, so anyway, so that's to whom, and literally it's just, you got breath, 
but there's different scopes of it. And so there's some things that when we're talking about honor that we have to need to look at the foundations of honor because my prayer this morning was for me. My prayer was not that, Lord, let me be honored. No. My prayer was that, Lord, may I be a man of honor. May I be a man that honors. That is my prayer. That is my prayer. That if somebody's around me, that they will feel honored. You know, like I was with a, a lady the other day. I don't even remember where it was. Talking about business or something. And my, you know, as I was talking to her, you know, I said, yes, ma'am. And she was about my age or whatever. And she said, what are you calling me ma'am for? And I just say, I'm sorry. It's just a, a place of respect. A place of honor. And, uh, and you know, and, you know, I've tried to fight against that about people speaking, you know, sir or to me or what. And because, you know, my place, my heart was is that I would be equal and, you know, and pastoring would not be any higher than. But people like Kwaku would always address me that way. And I would try to dissuade him from it. And, uh, and maybe I was wrong. And so, how do we operate in this honor? What's some foundations in it for, before we even talk about that? First off, in First Samuel 20, I mean, first, in Isaiah 29, 13, sorry about that. Then the Lord said, because this people draw near with their words, and they honor me with their lips, but they remove their hearts far from me. Y'all, honor is a heart issue. And I bless God that I got a wife who most of the time sees through my crap, my delusions of grandeur, and she'll call me to the heart of the issue. When I think I'm doing something, oh, this is going to be good. She'll like this, and I'm going to get points for it. (laughs) But I was drawing near with words and honoring her with my lips and flowers, but my heart was far from the really the the depths of it it should have been. And so when we talk about honor, like anything with God, we're talking about a heart issue. Because some of the things we're going to talk about, if you're not careful, you'll hear it as law or legalism or stuff like that. But we're talking about it in the heart. Okay? And so, now the other interesting thing about honor is important to catch. There's what I call, I'm using the term, progression of honor. In uh there's a passage I want to quote out of 1 Samuel 2, verse 30, where I said, the Lord says, I will honor those who honor me. And notice this passage here, if you would, in John. I think in, I do have this in, in 1 Chronicles 29. What, what, wait a minute, where am I at? Where am I at? Yeah. Yeah, here's two passages. First thing we've got to realize is progression of honor. I, I, everything begins with God. And I'll talk about that toward the end. Honor begins with God. And know this in 29. So that all will, whoops, I mean, I'm sorry, both riches and honor come from you. David's speaking this as a prayer. Both riches and honor come from you. So honor always begins with God. Both toward and from. And we'll look at, like I said, we'll talk about that later. But interesting thing, now watch this progression. So that all will honor the Son even as they honor the Father. 
He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. In other words, there's this progression. Like if you don't honor Paula, you're not honoring me. You honor Paula, you honor me. You honor a book I write, you honor me. You dishonor a book I write, you dishonor me. You dishonor the Son, Jesus, you dishonor the Father who sent Him, who gave Him honor. You following me? So you'll see this progression in Scripture. And uh, notice this in John 12, uh, notice this uh, actions and our effect this. Notice go to the next slide in John 12. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, John 12. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there, there my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor me. You know, uh, Mitch and Leah are very valuable to Paul and I's heart. And a lot of what Mitch and Leah are valuable to Paul and I's heart is because of the response that Mitch and Leah have had to Shay and Michelle. When Shay and Michelle, Mitch and Leah were in college, and Shay and Michelle were. You know, like this. Many visions I have of Shay and Mitch and in the middle of the living room wrestling. In fact, there was a hole in our house in Reiner that Mitch was involved in. The wall, a big hole, because when Shay got older, <laughs> Mitch couldn't quite throw him around as easy. And so there, you get these holes in walls. Shay serving, I mean, Mitch serving Shay, I honor Mitch. This progression. But now I'm going to add something in your notes here, if you would. Be, if you would, look at me in 1 Samuel chapter, uh, chapter 2. And I don't have this slide. But as I was up here, the Lord showed me this. And I'm going, if we're talking about foundations of honor, it's something we need to be keenly aware of. Notice this passage. This is where the Lord is rebuking Eli and Samuel is, is, is coming on the scene. And Eli had sons. But I want you to notice this in 29. He says, why do you kick, God speaking, why do you kick at my sacrifice, at my offering which I have commanded in my dwelling? And you honor your, and honor your sons above me. By making yourself fat with the choices of the offerings of my people, Israel. A danger here, y'all. We're talking about 2012 is a danger issue. Well, one of the problems is that you honor somebody else or you fear, you're, you're revered, revered, something, you know what I'm talking about? Respect, reverence, and value. Another person or a thing more than God. Distracted or or transferred honor like I did with Paula with the church in that email I was I was equating in my actions was equating honor to the whole church her honor her value to me is equal to the whole church and it caused problems in our relationship and that's what God's saying here to Eli you honored your sons above me. And there's been times in this church when my kids were in 
some points of leadership. There were some things they entered in and some things that I had to go, okay, Lord, I gotta, we got to act in relationship to my kids. My kids, I cannot honor my kids above you, Lord, above this church. And so, you know, it's a place where you'll have these opportunities. And so, I, I want to say this. One of the dangers in our country today is that we honor a political party, a platform more than we do the country. And, that, and I don't know how we can undo what we're doing. That we value a platform more than we do a human being. You know, I, I want to say this. Oh, um, as this election draws near, and we'll talk about this a little later in ways that you honor, but, you know, i just confessing to you. There's areas of dishonor that have occurred. Honor begins where? Where did I say honor begins? God? And then the foundation of it, honor is really in the where? A heart. Well, you know, I have to confess, you know, there have been some issues in my heart pertaining to our president, some of his policies, and some of the stands that he's taken has arose, caused dishonor in my heart to rise up. And God's showing me how to uh, honor the man in the position and approach that, and then with honor, address the issue. Even though I'm not in that place. But wouldn't it be awesome if the body of Jesus Christ could stay off our high horses of even theological discussion? That the person that we're discussing with is more important than the subject. I remember one time that Paul and I in our early days of marriage, you know, y'all, my, you know, my flesh loves to argue. I look, there's times I look for Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons to come to my door. I thought about putting signs out, Jehovah Witnesses are welcome. And then one time there was a friend of mine who, we, he and I, he was uh, in, a, in a denomination that did not believe the gifts of the Spirit uh, were in existence. Well, and we were talking about baptism too. It was a bunch. And, uh, and so we got in this discussion with a capital D, I, S, however else you spell the word. It was so bad, Paula went to the back of the house and wept. It's not honor. I was valuing my theological stand more than I did him. And so, in this. And that's why I say this year, this is one of those danger points. Because the church of Jesus Christ is losing its voice. Because we do not know honor. The principle of honor. I believe that our country was founded on men of God and men who may not even known God, but they knew honor. And they could hammer out hard issues like they did in the establishing of our U.S. Constitution. And because they could do that, 
They understood honor. I'm sure they argued. But I'm sure in the middle of that Constitution where all men are created equal, and there was a statement in there about the value in the human life, which they didn't, I don't believe, fully knew what they were writing at the time. But anyway. The other thing that's interesting about a foundation of honor, that it always demands a response. And let's notice this passage of Scripture. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for putting that up there. And notice this in, in Psalm 50, verse 23, where it says, He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. Offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Praise and worship, y'all. You know what it is? It's honoring the Lord. This is why, you know, if you do not listen, if you do not take it to heart to give honor to my name, and I gave them to him, his, his name, his names, as, a, as an object of reverence, so he revered me and he stood in awe of my name. And I'll never forget the time that the first group of interns were Mitch and Leah and, and five others. At, toward the end of the year, we did a, a, a retreat over in the, over off Smith Mountain, Smith Mountain Lake, and we had a, got a house from somebody, and we just went over there, and we were just fasting and seeking the face of God, worshiping and praying. I mean, I don't know how many days we were there, just worshiping. That's all we did, and interacting between it and talking. One night, uh, there was a girl that had a, her back was bothering her, and she's leaning up against the wall, and and uh, and I just go over, and I put my hand on her back, and I start to pray for her back, and uh, and I look over, and it's one of the guys named Popper Thomas, and he's he's kneeling face down, and everybody else is sort of scattered around the room, just worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden, I look up, and I see Jesus standing behind Popper. And I go, "He's here." And you know, and I'm just standing there like this, and I'm seeing the King of Kings. He's here, and no sooner than I said it, he was gone. And so, uh, you know, at, a little bit later, we kind of broke for a break, and we're, and Hopper was one of these guys who was antagonistic in his questions, not in a mean way, but always challenging. Okay, we've been praying a lot of issues. Here Jesus shows up. How about the things we were praying about? He's in our praise. Okay, okay. Well, first, so he goes, was he here, or was it your imagination, Sizemore? And so, uh, that's a paraphrase. Well, one of the guys, Doug Levy, said when we got together, he said, yeah, I was laying. When, I was, when I was laying on the floor, and like my hand's like this, and when, I, when you said that, right before you said that, it was right before I said, said that, he said, I, I saw this robed figure with sandals step over me. Because I'm looking like this. You know, he's looking, you know, you can see how. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But then the kicker was this. Because you can always say, oh, you, you were sort of mad. The kicker was Leah. Leah goes, yeah, when we were in that worship time, all I kept hearing was a tongue. Shema, Shema, Shema. One word, one word. And we go, equipped with our Hebrew Greek key study Bibles. <laughs> and we go, that sounds Hebrew. And so we looked it up. And you know what the word meant? He is here. And Leah didn't know what that word meant. 
fact, there's a Hebrew word named for God, Jehovah Shema. And so we're going, okay, Lord, why did you just come and disappear and not just hardcore minister money? And that passage is what the Lord, the passage gave to me. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6, and chapter 2. And what the Lord spoke to me in that place is that when He appeared, I just continued business as usual. Yo, the King of Kings was in the joint. The appropriate position and response is what? And the Lord rebuked the snot out of me. Well, I'm sorry about that term. But it was, I mean, that's why if you, if you see me in worship, you, you know, you won't see me sit. If we're in prayer, most of the time if we're prayer, I mean, it starts, I'm, I'm kneeling or I'm standing. Because I can't tell you what it's like. You see Jesus, and then all of a sudden he's telling you what's going on. That my dishonor to him in that moment a serious offense because I took him lightly like I would Paula. And then, you know, don't think of God as this big nerd. Let me tell you something. If I don't honor her in this life, I mean like if we get out of the car and all of a sudden I start walking ahead, she's going, excuse me. Well, that's not a stuff shirt thing. That's a what? That's a love thing. Rick, you're taking me for granted. That's a dishonor thing. So, you know, Worship, I mean, you know, honor just demands a response. And that is very appropriate. That's why we worship. Where two or three are gathered in His name, what? They're what? He is in our midst. Okay. Response, (laughs) right? And we praise Him. He inhabits the praises of our people, of His people. How is honor given? These are some foundations. What are some practical ways that honor is given? We're talking about foundations, but how is honor given? Well, there's some things that the Lord showed me, and we'll go back to the Acts 26.10 passage. 28.10, sorry. Where... It's worth serving and blessings where they also honored us with many marks of respect. When we were set, were setting sail, they, they supplied us of all we needed. You know, like Kwaku, you know, this morning was honoring me. I'm sitting up here with my face in the, in the, in the chair and I'm just weeping and I, you know, my face is just covered with tears and I didn't, it was just embarrassing to get up and walk over there and I, Kwaku, will you please just go get my food like that we go back to the back and give uh, the notes. Quaker was serving me. And in that, there was honor. And I know Quaker's heart in that. You know, and when you go to somebody's house and they've cleaned the house, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, uh, and they fix the room up nice for you. Or you go to the Burbies. Yeah, that's interesting. I go to the Burbies. And, uh, and we'll take somebody and say, yeah, hey, y'all do this. And they'll go in there and, and, they, and the person's staying in the room. And they got this 
all these nice little thing of jiggers they've got probably stole from hotels, but <laughs> but they're for the people, and that's what that is. That's an expression of honor and valuing. They want the, they want those guests to know they're important, and so serving them is an awesome opportunity to honor and bless somebody. You know, open a door for my wife is an awesome opportunity to honor her and value her. Pull a chair out when she sits or when a woman walks in the room to stand. Those are all opportunities to really just declare and say you have value, you have honor. May we do that. You know, Words, oh, this one's so beautiful to me. In Second Peter chapter 1, verse 16 following, God the Father to Jesus. For we did not follow cleverly devised details when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. For when He received honor and glory from, the, from, from God the Father, such an utterance was this was made to Him by the majestic glory. And what was that? This is my beloved Son. Whom I please. Honor. Words impart honor. Valuing. And no, now you remember now. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So we need to make sure that when we open our mouth that our heart is engaged. I know there's another saying about that in another way, but but there's a place that when we speak words, that we speak it from the heart and that the words are honored. Conversely, notice this passage out of Matthew chapter 15 where it talks about, for God said, honor your father and mother and he who speaks evil of a father or mother is to be put to death. This is out of the law. Speak evil. And, oh, uh, man, and I'll tell you some things that I've been repenting of. I'm so glad that my dad is still alive for a number of reasons. You know, that he's alive, that's good. But I believe one of the main reasons that God is, is my dad is still alive is for me to learn how to become a son. Because even in the days that I've been a, an elder here, I've been growing in this place of what it means to be a son because the reality, and I'll tell you all a little later about it, but what God has been revealing to me that I have been dishonoring my dad. And, uh, and, I, and I'll go into more details about this a little later. In fact, let's do, we talked about how to do honor two things so far. Serve and one is with words. You can dishonor with words like old man, old lady, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but hey, let me just tell you about this one. This one really shook me up. Dad and I are still in business together. And Dad's 88 years old, y'all. And he is not the same that he was just a, just a year ago. And we're doing business. And when we step into places to do business, he, he gets confused. And when he gets confused, he gets mean. And uh, and a lot of times he's getting confused with me because a lot of the business dealings we've been dealing with in the last couple of years are 
we're talking about some of them were millions of dollars and, and they had complex contracts and and here I'm having to negotiate on the side with some and I'm not going to be careful I'm going to do this. I'll, I'll speak it in dishonor. But, you know, but what God's been speaking to me, it, oh, well, let me say this. So in my heart has been this place, you know, Dad, just go ahead and retire. I'll take care of everything. We'll deal with it. I'll deal with it, Dad. And, you know, and you can just take it easy. You know, and and all of a sudden God's speaking. That is dishonor. He don't need to retire. He needs to refire. And you need to be the one to help him. You need to fill his gaps. In fact, one of the transition points between a a child or an orphan or a slave becoming a son is when a father's nakedness is revealed. And what's the response of the child? Does the child expose the nakedness? If the child exposes the nakedness as Ham did, they will be sentenced to slavery, an identity of a slave. But a son will walk backward and will not look at the weakness. For the nakedness of a father. He will not speak of it because that's what Ham did. He saw it and he walked out and he spoke it. But they walked backwards and they covered the nakedness of their father and they came out and there was a boy. And uh, Mitch, not too long ago, did that to me. It was one of those times, you know, you're, um, a bunch of different things were happening and things were up in the air. And some people were questioning motives and stuff like that. And all Mitch did was just walk backwards and just cover it off. When I didn't have the strength to do it. I was like Noah, passed out. Only not physically, but in the spirit. My heart. So, uh, so on. Oh, like my, this is a good one. When my brother, my brother, uh, you know, had, got diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease and died with it. He was doing two things at the time he got it. He, one, he was, we were in business together and had this rental company. The other was he was a principal of a Christian school, pretty large Christian school. Bud was, I mean, he's dealing with Alzheimer's, y'all. And he's making mistakes. He's forgetting stuff. And he is the principal of this large Christian school. The assistant principal never said a word. He would intercept the papers that would go to Bud's desk and he would hide them in his desk. And he would do all of Bud's work. That is honor. That is honor. He would be that. Another one is what sort of a passage we've already looked at in Malachi chapter 2. To take things lightly. Hear the name of the Lord and take lightly. Me taking a relationship with Paula lightly. Or me taking a relationship with you lightly. Or 
or taken a, a relationship with a woman lightly to where you would joke or kid around with. And you know the, the things you've heard me say many times before that a man, that a woman is never to be the object of a joke. Never. But it's easy as you get, you know, you're tired and weary and, and you're just kind of goofing around to take things lightly. You know, and so you just, that's dishonor. But an honor is that you just, okay, hey, y'all, this is not an anal thing that I'm talking about. I'm talking about things from the heart of love. You know, that's what I'm talking about. The second, the, the next thing, the way that we can honor is like I've already talking about is taken care of. And this is one I just want to speak something real quick on. I'll throw out to you uh, the thought. Of Notice this, this is for God said, honor your father and mother. Whoever says to his father and mother, what do I have that would help you has been given to God. He is not to honor his father and mother. In other words, what the Pharisees were doing, they had this wealth and they were supposed to help their parents. But they go, oh, this is dedicated to God. I can't help you. And... Uh, and y'all, I'm going to be honest with you, y'all. We've got some serious stuff in the, in the I don't know if you understand fully, if we understand fully, this, this health insurance law that has been enacted. In it is some like European clauses and about late, people late in their life. You heard it kind of got, exagger- not exaggerated, but about when somebody gets older and, and uh, they're having some health problems, just easier just kill them. Well, Jerry and Wilma, in, he's from Jim. Denmark. His mother was having some health problems and wrestling with some depression issues. So she goes to the doctor and says, now listen, you know, I mean, this is going to be some kind of long-term uh, care for you. And, uh, and what they do in the health system over there, y'all, no exaggeration. They start weighing the, the, the 20 to, to a certain age is the valued age. And so they, they invest their funds and resources there. The the, the weak, the children, or the, or the older, dishonor, this de- devalue. And so, um, it's truth. And so anyway, this, this is honest truth. I'm telling you, Jerry was telling me this week. He said, well, uh, um, you know, the doctor speaking to the mother says, um, you know, you're old and, you know, this is going to take a lot of resources and, you know, stuff like that. I just want you to consider there's an injection we can give you where you can just pass from this life to the next. Just think about it. Y'all, that is in this healthcare system. And I, you know, I've been really wrestling with this. Paul and I's parents are getting to the age of, of, uh, of, you know, our both of our parents. In fact, we built part of our house to house our, our. Uh, our parents, the place we're living in now, the garage apartment is, was we were building it, that our parents could come. I don't want my dad to go to a nursing home. There may be capability sometimes those things are viable and, you know, because you can't care for them, you know. You know, you know I'm, not, I'm not speaking that. Like I, I just commend, you know, the Robertsons. Their heart and their honor in that. Uh, Jerry was telling me about churches up in the Northeast that have retirement centers right next to their their uh, church. 
for to take care of the elderly. And but y'all, here's this: when they get old, they're not helpless. Really, they're smarter than ever the rest of us. When I was in seminary, they re- they had forced retirement for professors at 65. They couldn't be a professor, a full professor. But they let them come along and teach classes. I had a 76-year-old and a 70-year-old professor. And I'm going to be honest with you. All the less than 65, you could probably put what they knew. And these guys had forgotten what these guys knew. God forgive us. Now, we're a young church, you know. Yeah, we are, aren't we? <laughs> you know, but, you know, there's a place of, uh, how did I get here? Uh, taking care of the widows. Bev Taylor. You know? So there's this place of taking care of as a place of honor. Let's let's go on. I'm delaying, but I just want to throw a bunch of stuff out. I'm wrestling with issues, y'all, in this. How else also? Notice this. Honor the Lord from your wealth and the first of all your produce. Awesome statement. Giving, tithing, offerings is an opportunity to honor. Let's go on. Praise and worship. We've already talked about that. Did we already been here? Or not? This up. Did, I, did I go to sleep in my preaching? I mentioned it, yeah. This is an opportunity to honor the Lord. When we come together, it's we're declaring, God, we honor you. We honor you. So these are these are some practical ways that I saw in Scripture to help. Now, y'all, I told you the danger of this year, and the danger is, I think, I said threefold individually. Corporately as a church and our country. And I believe honor is the key. And the church of Jesus Christ is to be a light on a hill. We're to be salt in this world. And honor is to begin with us. And I believe we're supposed to learn and discover honor from the heart. Honor is a massively powerful force. And our response in it, I'm going to show you this, is going to dictate what is going to happen to us individually. And what's going to dictate what happens to this church and it's going to dictate what happens to this country. Watch this. It's good in this. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise so that it may go well with you. Now, y'all, when I started telling you, I started, the Lord started convicting me about this honor thing. And, uh, and one of the things that Paul and I have been frustrated with is the stuff that we've been dealing with without the property. I've been trying to put conservation easements on, on one part of it and trying to do some stuff. But every time I would do something, it always seemed like there was something that would go wrong. And the, just the, the end of it would just get. And everything that we would do business-wise, it just seemed like it just wasn't quite enough. Then the Lord started convicting me about honor. About honoring my dad. And what I just told you a while ago about the rich. You fill your dad's gaps. You honor him. In your heart, don't start saying you wish you had retired. In your heart, you go, you stay there as long as you do. Y'all, so I'll say this. So what if we lose some money? 
So what? So what? If I end up honoring my dad in the cost of losing money, God will honor it. And so I've just set my heart to that. Interesting thing, when I started repenting, we dug a well out the property. Dug this well. Well, Paul and I dug our well. We got about six gallons per minute. Four to five, six gallons per minute. We're supposed to share it with hashes. I'm not sure to do it. But, you know, 10 to, 10 to 20 gallons per minute is a good well, to my understanding. 20 gallons a minute is a really good well. For, and we needed a really good well out there because, you know, the retreat center and all, the interns are moving out there. And we need a good well, so we're just believing like 15 to 20, 25 gallons a minute. They dig the well. 50 gallons a minute. I'm going. The guy was at 130 feet. And they went ahead and dug it down to 200 feet because that's normally what they do to get below the, the thing. And the 200, like, you know, they said water was just gushing out. It wasn't an artesian well, but there was 50 gallons a minute coming out of that well. The guy was blown out of his mind. He, he's bragging all over about it. God, 50 gallons a minute, yeah. It was Matt Shepard. Right after this, Paul, we had, a, bit, we had a, a property down in Belglade, Florida. We've been trying to rent for years. It's been sort of like an albatross on our neck. All of a sudden, this week, not this week, whenever this was going on, somebody calls us and he goes, I want to rent part of it. And, dude, let me tell you something, they're, they're out of the blue. We, did, we said, well, you decide what rent. You know, we just sort of threw it back on them. They're going to rent it far above what we were, we'd ask. And they want to buy it. And we're going, hey, yeah. I'm going, Honor your father and mother that it may go well with you. Honestly, believe me, when I started deciding to honor my dad, things broke in the spiritual. There'd be some areas of poverty in some people's lives. We're looking for here and there, tithe, need tithe, more, do this, that. Maybe just a simple thing is honor. In this country, I think some of the financial issues that we're dealing with is dishonor. The things that are going on and the attitudes of the heart of the Congress and the President, where, like I just said earlier, you know, that, that where their political platforms are more important than people or, or the country. So we're sowing dishonor here. And is it bearing fruit of it's not going well in our country? I present and say, pray. So. Giving honor is a basis for being blessed. Look at this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 40 and 42. It says, he who receives me, this is a place of honor. You don't see the word honor in here. But he who receives me, receives him, receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of prophet shall receive a what? A prophet reward. In other words, you honor a prophet, you receive a what? Prophet's reward. In this place, I love the little one about little children. The weak. <laughs> you honor them just because they're little kids? Oh, no. Get this. Whoever in the name of a disciple gives to one of these little ones even a cup of cold water to drink, truly I say to you, he shall not lose his life. Honoring and value, though, even the least, God says, you know, oh, dude, there's something important there. 
I want y'all to notice this passage in the next one. The Shulamite woman with Elisha. Oh. How we respond with honor. I want y'all to notice how she does, what she does with Elisha. Now there was a day, there was came a day when Elisha passed over to Shunamim where there was a prominent woman. It was interesting. A prominent woman. She persuaded him to eat food. So as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat food. She said to her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God passing continually by. Remember I said a while ago, one of the places of honor is ministers of the gospel. And this is what she's perceiving here. It's passing by. Please let us make a little walled up chamber and let us set a bed in there for him, a table and a chair and a lampstand. And it shall be when he comes to us, he can turn in there. Watch this. Keep going. One day he came there and he turned into the upper chamber and rested. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. And when he had called her, she stood before him and he said to her, say to her now, behold, you have been careful for us with all this care. That Hebrew words there about careful and care are the words that have derivatives of honor. This care. What can I do for you? Now, what was the end result of this? What did she receive? A son. See, the honoring this woman did is in this honoring was massive. Because she prepared her heart. She made way for the man of God. And in that place, it set her up for a blessing. So the response of honor dictates blessing. Now notice this flip on this on the flip side. Power of honor. Honor is the basis of things going well or not. Sorry about the, the grammar here. But Ephesians 1, 3. That it may go well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Y'all, don't ever say, whenever the Lord takes you, I can show you at least five or six passages of Scripture where people are taken before half of their days. People can be taken before their time. And one of the biggest areas that can take it out, somebody out, is a dishonoring of a father or a mother. book of Proverbs speaks about that. So. Look at this in Malachi. A son honors his father and a servant his master. Then if I am father, where is my honor? If I am a master, where is my respect, says the Lord of hosts to you? O priest who despise my name, but I say to you, how have we despised your name? Go on, next slide. And, and it goes on and talks about how they just uh, just took lightly his sacrifices. Gave him whatever. Gave him the, you know, whatever was left over. I ask this, y'all. How do we honor the Lord with our time? Yeah. Interesting statement. If you did not listen, to take, take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send a curse upon you and it will curse your blessings. And indeed, I have cursed them already because you are not taking it to heart. Y'all? This is one of the reasons when I stood up here this morning it was so hard, heavy, because I believe this is an act of It's before us. And the response is there.
question is, how will we individually respond? Two, how will we corporately as a church respond? Three, how will we as a nation respond? However, whatever you vote, I do not think it's the right of this church to try to influence you in a way that would violate and dishonor the laws of this land of which this church was given a 501c3. Tax-exempt status. But I do say this, however, whatever, it's a place of honor. But you respond with honor, not honoring men or a political party or a viewpoint, but God. And asking God, how should you vote? And declaring that. But here's the exciting part in ending this. Remember I said honor always begins with God. Look at this next passage. This is the declaration of our Heavenly Father to us. Since you are precious in my sight, and you are what? Honor. I will give other men in your place and other people in exchange for your life. Uh, By the way, who was the other men that was given for us? Who was it? Jesus. That's the type here. Our Heavenly Father declares over us, we're on. And y'all, he didn't wait for us to perform. Let me say something to you. I don't have it with me. But I do not, I have a picture of a Francis and a Max. My granddaughter, which I have one that Ernie don't. And Pat, he does not have a granddaughter either. Yet, I don't know. I have it, but we're tied on the grandson end. I know, John, you've got more than us. And uh, the Max has great value to me, great honor to me. Has Max served me? No. I have a serious condition in my right arm. I cannot pick anything up with much weight. Because before Christmas, I was carrying him so much, I tore a muscle or something. Then I started carrying him in the left hand, and I think I got tennis elbow on this elbow from carrying him over here. Why? See, even when my arm's hurting, I'm carrying him. That's why he's honored to me. See, the... See, God is begins it. He says, I honor you. And he declares, in fact, he did to me, right? He did it to me this morning. Sit. I heard him. Of his son. And uh, guess what? When we receive honor from him, all you want to do is what? Honor others. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. 
think there's a response that you're going to lead us. Um, several things. Um, it's getting late, but I, I do know that we have to respond. One of my my responses is, you know, I, much as uh, Rick has <laughs> over the years honored so many people and given so much stuff, I want to honor you, Rick, for the foundation of this body, the foundation of the kingdom of God in me and, and countless others that I know. We're well, honoring you. Yeah. Um, there's just been some things that try to steal honor. I, I just want to give you a, a quick some things to really consider this week. Some things that some areas and and some areas that you might need to come up here and just even get prayer for and. Um, the Lord really just gave me this statement somebody's saying in their heart, like especially in this area of fathers. You know, how can I honor my father or someone who has dishonored me so there's a place that God wants to release forgive in in forgiveness so that you have the ability to honor. So that you have the ability to receive honor. Huge. It's got, there's, there's a place of, that forgiveness takes place in that. So that you can not only give honor, but you can also receive it. Because some of us have dishonored even ourselves in a way that we haven't been able to even honor people. We haven't been able to, to release that. So there's a place in that. And there's a place that you're going to be able to give honor even when somebody hasn't given in that in that place. So that that's kind of the first response is a place of forgiveness. Another place that Danielle was even saying was just a place of thankfulness. There's a there's a place that you've got to stand and like I thank God for this man that the many years. I mean I, we started twenty years ago. Um there's been times where we've been mad at each other, we've hurt each other, we've walked with each other, but there's a place that you continue to keep giving honor because of the heart. It's from the heart that place and God wants to continue to bring this place of a heart of thankfulness so that I can thank God and she was just saying just being able to thank God for this bill and thank God for the people that he's put in your life thank God for the fruitfulness of this church like 12 women pregnant pregnant people that couldn't get pregnant and are and people that are still yet to be pregnant that will be things like that just being able to give honor in those places even when it is not be able to give honor so that's another one um and just that continues, it can't be from legalism, it has to be from just asking God. And if you, if you haven't been, if you've been a legalistic giver of honor, ask God to transform that to, to heart honor. God wants that. That's the power. There's power behind that. And um, the last one is just be on the alert. I think we've just walked in several places where it's felt like even dishonoring to, 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 to me or to Rick in those places. And, and a lot of times we find that the very core root of that is miscommunication, misperception, or false conclusions that I've entertained. Not seeing something as it is. And all of a sudden I don't see honor and then I don't give it either. And then sometimes just, like I said, just not 
asking God to increase my understanding of how to do that, how to walk with that, like like he did with Paula. You know, there's places I still need to learn how to give honor to my wife. Still places I need to learn how to give honor to, to people. Still places I need to give honor to my own dad. I mean, there's there's different levels of that, and God wants to take us to that place. All right? So I just want us to stand. And, and Lord, we just... We thank you that that you just you display honor just even in this place, in this moment. Thank you for your faith. Thank you for your faith. The Lord, we just we just received from you this morning. Got an impartation of how to and wisdom and how to honor. How to honor God, just people in authority, God. How to honor those fathers in our lives, Lord, whether they're physical or whether they're spiritual. Or even how to do that if they've gone on to be with you or gone on from this life. We ask in Jesus' name how to honor them in our heart. That we can do that, we can give that even today. God, give us wisdom in how to honor uh, one another. It's this beautiful testimony. How Brenda just is able to give honor to ring. There's this places that's like that was a testimony of somebody not being able to give it because there was places of hurt or misgivings or mis, uh, miscommunication or or just false conclusions that keep us from just even honoring one another. Thank you. Continue just to just give out honor, give out wisdom and how to honor God right now. Let's just all stand and I just want you to can you grab a hand? Lord, very obvious that this is the word of the Lord for for this year, God. And I just take it we take it to heart. We we, we receive the, the warning, the danger of not honoring. And God, we want to be a people that honor. God, we want a people that stand together as we just Hold each other's hands and, and we just intercede for one another, God, that God, that there's places of honor that needs to be given. There's places of forgiveness that needs to take place so that we can honor and that we can be honored. And there would be a release of honor, God, where, where that statement had been made, Lord, in their heart. God, how can I honor somebody, somebody that's dishonored me so much? God, I pray for healing today. I pray for restoration of of relationship, God, just of forgiveness so that there's there can be a place of giving honor and receiving honor, just as Brittany was just talking about, that she she came to that place where that she can be healed and restored. And, God, there's others, there's many of us that need that, that declaration that in, within us, God. We need to be in a position that we can love and just express, God. I think that's what you were talking about this morning. Even in worship, God, there's a level of expression. I want, I want to be able to express myself to my dad and to other people so that I can give them honor, so that I can communicate that honor to them. So, Lord, just I just pray for freedom today, a release of freedom in this place, God, a release of declaration of honor into this place, God, that you would stamp, Lord, I just believe that you were going to stamp something today, God, and I just pray you'd stamp that over our heart, God, 
stamped on or God that we would not out of legalism that we would be doing things but God out of a heart of love for your people and of, of you and a, a heart of love for you a heart of love for your son and a heart of love for your children and God that we could honor you by honoring one another we can honor you by honoring the word of God that we can honor you by honoring your son who, who paid such a price God that we can honor you as father God every, at every level God, we'd be able to experience life. And, that, and Lord, that it would go well with us and that our blessings would not be cursed in Jesus' name, God. That our blessings would be blessings, God. That they would be blessings not just for us, but God, for us to extend to others. God, to extend to this body, God. God, the body of Christ is desperate for that, God. We ask that it be so. It would be released in Jesus' name. It would be released in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to encourage you. We're just going to release you, but some of us need some prayer. Just, I mean, and some of us need to come forth and just get that prayer. And and just come. Come and we'll pray for you. If I can have some life group leaders just to stick around or some people that can come and pray or um, some leaders, some ministries, just pray. Just help me out on that. Uh, be very careful as you go out. The parking lot's still very slick, so... But just go in that place of just worship and honor of one another. Just love on somebody as you go.